We're back and live from the beach. It's all good times for tan lines from here on out. And as things are heating up, everyone's headed to the coast. Our advice is avoid the crowds, remember your sunscreen, and of course, keep it locked right here for your soundtrack to the summer. And welcome back, everybody, to Top Shelf. A guide to high quality leadership, spirits, and everything in between. Hey, keep us locked, just like my man just said. Keep it locked in to us for the summer. Got some amazing topics to talk about today, plus a pretty amazing and interesting current event. Yes. Yeah. Very interesting. And uh, an aperitif, a refreshing drink. Probably. Before you, more like a morning drink, I think, Clint, you know, and we'll talk about it a little bit. I think so, morning drink, yeah. I don't know if aperitif is right. What does aperitif mean? Uh, <laughs> before you hit it hard, it's, it's aperitif. Uh, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Like, um, you know, it's when you... It's almost like rinse, rinsing your mouth. That's right, yeah. yes. Yeah. It's Mouthwash. preparing. Yeah, preparing for your <laughs> drinking. All right, so this episode season three episode two we are going to be talking about uh, leadership skills taken at home not just leaving it at the office but uh, using those skills at home we're also going to be talking about independent thinking and what we want to do is talk about how to read the tea leaves and the cocktail du jour my selection is the hugo Ooh, yeah. the, the Hugo, Hugo Boss. Well, it could be the boss. Yeah. So I, um, I found this drink, and I thought this would be perfect for summer to get the party started and keep us locked in here. Great, great. Have you had it before? No, this, okay. is, this is totally... I have Same not with me? So we've, we've got the recipe in front of us. We've got all the uh, stuff, and we're going to mix it up. Our I, like, I like trying a new... Like, a lot of times, it's a drink that we both had before. Yeah, like yeah. 95% of the ones we've actually featured on the show is something that we've had. Yeah. So the one that we haven't... Uh, I think of the New York Sour... That was the first time I had that, and it was a hit. So I'm hoping we have a hit here. So. Yeah, I'm so I'm hoping so too. It's a lot of the stuff we love drinking. So, uh, and a lot of stuff I usually have on the shelf here at home. Uh, okay, so our current event and a little bit troubling, but uh, also a little bit um, I say uh, interesting is uh, around MLB baseball. And most recently, the Pittsburgh Pirates just finished up a series with the Chicago uh, Cubs at Ridley Field. They finished their game. They got showered up. They loaded into the bus. And the bus uh, driver was transporting them, which was a contract bus driver, was transporting them to Milwaukee. So, as expected, thousands of these buses drive these Major League Baseball players, NFL players, NBA players, to and from destinations that are close within driving distance why would they fly they would just drive it's i think 45 minutes or an hour just hop on the bus it's a nice executive bus we hop on well it turns out this bus driver decided to be drunk and um multiple signs of inebriation so when the report says multiple things so i mean are you you got one eye open yeah yeah, signs of inebriation or potentially, um, you know, maybe they were drunk and they were high or like you just don't, I, I didn't really go into details. I read a few articles and I, I couldn't get exactly what uh, they were, they were, they, they obviously got a DUI, 
but uh, but lots of signs of being inebriated, of course. Bus swerving all over the highway. The police couldn't even pull him over. Yeah, he was trying avoiding. to evade the police. He was evading the police escort. So Incredible. <laughs> you got probably, what is that? It's $100 million worth of baseball players and people's lives. So obviously more valuable than the $100 million. But precious cargo here. Yeah. And you're evading police officers. <laughs> like, and having erratic driving. Here's the thing. Probably the amount of gold chains on that bus are, you know, in the tens of millions of dollars. But at the same time, you're putting all the other people on the road. Yes, that's it. In danger. Like, and so I'm a baseball player. I'm an, I'm an adult. How do I not pick up that the bus is erratically driving? How do I not stop the bus driver from continuing the drive? How do we not pick up on little nuances or signs that maybe the bus driver's been drinking as I board the plane? I mean, these are all grown men. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, it's not like an airplane where you know. I, there's sometimes you you get on a commercial airline and the pilot will be there welcoming you like onto the plane, you know. But buses, a lot of times, they're not there. And with the buses, you you walk right beside the individual, and there's actually a good chance that you have a, a dialogue with them, mm-hmm. you know. How are there no checks and balances to be able to determine whether or not this person's fit to be driving at that moment? I mean, it's just to me, it, this has been going on for a hundred years plus. Like, how have they not figured that out? You know, it's scary. Yeah. So, is are they now writing mitigation plans? Like, the Pittsburgh Pirates front office is like very concerned about this. And the more you read into it, there's a significant amount of bus crashes. We've seen uh, a bunch of bus crashes uh, in. Uh, the Canada market. We saw the. You look at the Humboldt the Broncos. Humboldt Broncos bus. And, then, and in that case, there you have the bus driver is sober and driving properly. And it just goes to show you how vulnerable you can be in that type of vehicle. There's a lot of times people aren't wearing seatbelts. Uh, it's just thin fiberglass and big glass windows on the side. Yeah. And it hit a semi truck. And, and the semi truck driver was, I think he was texting and driving or he was doing something. He was not paying attention. Not yeah. paying attention. Yeah. And, and he ran a red light or a stop mm-hmm. sign. And, and he killed, I don't know how many kids. It was 20 plus kids died well, on that. Injured. There was a bunch of injured. Oh, it's There's incredible. Yeah. And yes. so that, that bus driver was sober. So it just goes to show you how dangerous it is just, you know, being in one of those buses. And being inebriated, right? Yeah. So it's a, it's, you know, it's incredible that that would happen, right? So checks and balances for the that maybe Major League Baseball or NBA or NFL because they all use the same you know charter buses. Yeah. Maybe there should be a breathalyzer machine at the you know that you need to blow into before you can go. Now totally. I don't know if the breathalyzer machine actually checks for marijuana or, or if that technology is out. I know it does that for alcohol. Yeah. But it'd be interesting to see whether or not. There's a new technology that does it for both. I think you could, obviously, they use probably, you know, the same contracting company year round. Obviously, there's other contracting companies out there, but they must have some sort of an agreement or contract with these well, with these do. companies. They, they got safety plans. And they, too. yeah, they're going to need to write something in there. Yeah. It's it's going to be a, a, you know, a quick test, whether it's a you know, breathalyzer machine or a swab and a dunk and however the cops do it. I don't know, like. It's, I think they prefer to be called police officers. Probably, yes. Uh, or highway patrol. Highway patrol. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Super cop, troopers. I, Super I troopers. I don't think cops is probably... Meow? Uh, yeah, meow. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so, meow. I don't, this is no cat edition. So you're not allowed, you're not allowed to talk about cats. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that. But dogs, full, full pull. I, 
I I would like to see. I know we always say this with follow up and, and check in, but with this story specifically, I'd like to see what happens. Well, Something's going to happen. I'd love to know that. Hey, we've in, implemented a uh, test before you can turn on the ignition. Exactly. Right. It's not going to be a simple. Yeah, we dealt with it. That individual's been fired. We're going to continue on business as usual. It's no, just not. It can't be. Not, there's no it's way. It's not a one and done. Yeah. It, it, there's. It's probably a systematic issue and bus drivers don't make a ton of money but you think about you know you named all the 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 sports the sports teams like well that's it that's what i was gonna say there's colleges there's universities high school kids yeah high school kids absolutely yeah wow yes it's as they like to say a can of worms it is a can of worms but something needs to be done it needs to be implemented across the board at you have to know that you're going on, you're paying this company for their services and that you're going to be safe. It's yeah. the same same thing as, you know, a, a pilot. Imagine if a pilot got drunk flying a, a charter airplane or a commercial oh, airline. No, they would never, yeah, you can't. That's it, incredible. Like, and maybe this transitions into the party buses, right? So mm-hmm. we have these party buses where you have 20 inebriated kids. How do you maintain that the driver doesn't take some shots because he's signed a waiver? They said he wouldn't. But if you're renting a party bus, you always get the bus driver drunk. That's just part of it. Oh, so it doesn't move. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think the same thing. Like, Yeah. Uh, I can't say that you would do this for an Uber or for a taxi because you have. I think you have more control uh, with a bus. You kind of just board and you're at so- somewhat the mercy of the driver. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you're... you're you're in the back. You're not really paying attention to what the bus is, bus driver's doing, unless they're driving super erratic. But they were erratic, so yeah. Yeah, incredible. Like I wrote down, like you know, the question: Who's responsible? And it's easy to say, well, how did somebody not notice? But at the same time, it's you know, they just finished a series. Whether they won or lost, I'm not too sure. But they, there's emotion involved. Maybe they want to just get to that next city. They got friends and family there. Maybe they're tired. They want to get on the bus to sleep. Tired. You yeah, know, and tired, so. so it's like. You know, somebody from the team needs to ensure that the the driver of these vehicles are doing it safely. Yeah. And it's, I don't think it's the players. I think it's just somebody from the team. Yeah, well, I think usually the players sit in the back. So from my days of playing college ball, periodically, the players sit in the back and the coaching staff and trainers sit in the front. So yeah. you have more of the... I'd say adults in the front, yeah, and more of the kids are playing car. We're playing poker. We're doing talking about watching the game or what have you. The coaches are up front there chatting about you know the lineup for the next day or for sure in, injury reports. So that's usually how it is, and the, so those coaches would be sitting like front and center, real close to that bus driver. Absolutely, tap, tap yeah. old Smitty on the shoulder and say, hey, "I think maybe you should pull this thing over," and especially with the cops or. The, the cops got sirens and lights flashing, and and he's evading the police escort. There's something wrong. Incredible, yeah, that's incredible. Something wrong. So, all right, we're going to pull the pin on that. Yeah, we're going to change gears. We're going to jump into leadership skills and taking the leadership skills home. So it's not just you know we we are leaders in the office. We also can use these skills and take them home with us and utilize the things we've used. And that have been successful for us in our in our work careers. Yeah, you know the, the old saying is, is don't ever take your work home with you. But this is the one instance where I think that that's okay. Like yeah, you, you, you you want to take those skills that you learned. You're dealing with people. You're dealing with certain situations. 
you know, my, my wife, Trish, uh, I love her to death, but she will call me out sometimes and say, stop leadering me. Stop using your management sorcery on me because I will we'll be having an argument or whatever. And I'll I try to diffuse the situation and I'll double click on things and do this, you know, do those things that you learn in, in all those leadership classes that you take. And she knows that I'm doing it right. So um, in that case, it doesn't actually work well for me, but I have had instances in my life where the things I've learned in my leadership journey have transpired or, or uh, transitioned into my personal life very successfully. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, your anger management probably, you're using some of those skills to deflect and to de- extinguish that fire. Yeah, man, anger is a, it's a, it's a circle and, and you gotta, it's a path that you go on. And so you just have to realize what spot of the circle you're on. So, and uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm just, I'm making it up. I have no idea what you're talking Stop the circle of rage. <laughs> yeah, it's no matter what you're, you know, you're, you're, you're going to get mad no matter what. It's dial what's, of rage. Absolutely. Just, yeah. Just choke it down. So, <laughs> so here's a couple of things that I was thinking about when when I was talking about taking leadership home. So, planning for a holiday, right? Task unlocked. We we plan as leaders all the time. Yeah, we know how to schedule things. Uh, we know how to move people around from point A to point B. We know as well how to manage uh, a renovation. Right? So managing contractors, managing our expectations. If we're living in the renovation, how do we structure our lives around that? So these are all skills that we have obtained during right. our leadership. And so why would we leave that stuff at home? Why would we take advantage of what we have learned and what's been successful? And especially yeah. what's been successful in, in, our, in our work lives. Getting the most out of your kids, or if you have children, how, how do you get the most out of them, right? How do you get the most out of your millennial people that are working for you? How do you get the most out of your baby boomers? How do you get the most out of your people in general? If we know, and we've t- talked about this, we have tons of different personalities we work with day in, day out. We, kn- we must know our family and what buttons to push to get them to do what we want them to do. And I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, <laughs> go... To cheat them, but I'm saying understand them. Under, yeah, exactly, it's it's knowing your people, and you and hopefully you know your family very well. And you're right, it's the buttons, it's it's what inspires them, and what gets them out of bed in the morning. If you know that, then it's it's a little. I mean, obviously with children, it's tough, and then they get into the preteens yeah, and yeah, the teenage yeah, no. years, and and they become rebellious. And you you're going through that right now. I'm I'm on the verge of of hitting that. But you're right, and you bring this home with you, use it to your advantage, and you know, I like to think about it like I just started as a health and safety rep for Robson's hockey team. Yeah. It's a low-impact job, it's something I can just sit on the sidelines and, 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 and watch and monitor, and I right away, I, you know, I got into meetings and creating an ERP and an emergency response plan for the team, and I realize that in minor sports, there's not a lot of that. There's not a lot of people taking the health and safety of the kids seriously. Mm-hmm. And I take it serious at work for all the people that work with me. For all the right uh, reasons. For, exactly. Yeah. So why would I not take it that seriously for other people's children that I'm responsible for? And that's why, you know, I, I probably went a little overboard with it in the sense that I think the coach was a little, like, taken aback and like, hey, like, I don't know if we need all this. This is a little too much, you know? But I thought better better to have more than less. Yeah. It just helps with uh, my comfortability of uh, my children being. Well, you safe. want to be accountable too. You were assigned this role. That's right. Right. What happens if a kid skates, slices another kid's throat, and there's no response to it? Exactly. Like, 
if there's a death on the ice and you don't have a health and safety plan, it's only a matter of time before there's a crackdown. Well, who has who has first aid training? Where's the the defibr- where's the uh, the EADs at? AEDs closest hospital. Who can I wave wave down in the audience that's going to call the ambulance while I'm attending to somebody on the ice? I mean, this procedures. 100%. It's amazing to me that there's so much of that doesn't exist in minor sports and we're just in life in general. So you bring that, I brought that from work and that's something that I've, I've been kind of pushing and, you know, just slowly, gradually kind of getting it to a spot where it needs to be. And uh, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, these kids aren't NHL players. They're just they're concussions. You know, to immobilize them quickly, to identify it fast. There's a reduction that you, you can do. For I sure. Mean, knowing where the first aid kit, is the first aid kit stocked? Is it on the bench? That's right. Does, does everyone know how to use the products in it? No. So, you know, how quickly can you get somebody on the ice? There's a whole bunch And of who's certified questions. to use that stuff? Yeah. yeah. And you need that stuff up front. You need it early and often, the beginning of the season. I remember I was asking for... Uh, the medical records of the children, which is something that I was entitled to, oh, yeah. Yeah. and I said, "Hey, I, I need to know who who has a def- you know who needs a, an EpiPen, who like who who's has allergies, allergic? yeah, who's who, allergic? Yeah. Uh, who has a puffer? Maybe you know somebody's going to have an asthma attack in the middle of a shift. I need to know these things, right? And how to deal with them if they actually become real. And it took probably two months into a, a four month season, so about halfway through the season until I actually got the documentation. And I thought, well, this is kind of useless. So that's something I'm bringing next year. How do we get proactive? We know who these kids are. We know who they're, they, what team. Yeah, when they register. Get it going. Provide your medical results. Absolutely. Medical reports. That's oh, amazing. And, you know, just everything you use at work, there are those skills that you can take home, right? So don't just, you know, punch the clock and forget about it all. Uh, even when you're driving home, to drive safely too. I mean, there's there's lots of things that we can use in our lives that we can take home. For sure, that we developed at work. We spend a lot of time there, so that's that's utilize that stuff uh, elsewhere. Yeah, and there are times to shut it down. I mean, if you're a chef, you don't want to come home and cook a five course meal for the family. But the family would love that. They would love it. Absolutely. They would totally love it. Every totally. once in a while, yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, you just bring leftovers home. Yeah, this guy didn't eat his steak, so. Doggy bag. It was a mistake. <laughs> Dad jokes. Okay, so next uh, item up for bid: independent thinking. And you know, when, I'm, when I'm talking about independent thinking, how to read the tea leaves? Ooh, what does that mean? What are tea oh. leaves? What are tea leaves, oh. and how do you read them? I am so glad you asked because <laughs> we go back and forth with this. So, reading the tea leaves, uh, it's an actual, it's a phrase. The phrase is borrowed from the divination practice of identifying symbols and interpreting messages and patterns of tea leaves at the bottom of a teacup. So, this is from China. So, akin to tarot card reading, but they used to drink their tea with the leaves. And the leaves would form a symbol or form a shape. And they would try to use those symbols or shapes at the bottom of the teacup to predict the future. Oh, super cool. So, yes, depending how they landed. Yeah. I guess it depends on the shape of the cup. But they're, It could be the veins in the leaves. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, theoretically speaking for us in this day and age, we're reading the tea leaves, reading in between the lines. Yes. Right? So, And I want to talk about this because 
you know, as a leader, when you're in an organization, the executive team and the business development and the marketing managers can really pump you up and they can really almost, it can be at times cult-like where they want you to believe everything and they want to eliminate your independent thinking because they want you to sell it to your people. That's right. Yeah. Drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Drinking the Kool-Aid. Right. Yeah. So the company had a, an amazing year. We're going to do better next year. Another 10%. And you're thinking to yourself, what? Well, okay. A, we just laid some people off. Uh, B, there's less work coming in from the client. And C, we're going into a recession. I better start doing some independent thinking as opposed to drinking that Kool-Aid and going, how are we going to get to where they claim we're going to be? Or are they just giving me lip service to keep the raw raw going? That's right. That's right. That's a, that's a tough, and it's 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 a tough ocean to navigate. You know, because when you have you know essentially drank the Kool Aid and you're pro company, you 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 have a career with an organization, and I've been there. I've I've ten plus years with an organization. I've been there. I drank the Kool Aid. But I was always that person that wanted to be an independent thinker and stay true to myself. And there were times where I felt like I was segregated because of that. I was kind of, you know, pushed aside on certain projects and pushed aside and, and, and thought of in a different light because I would challenge the status quo. I would be bold in my opinions. I would say, we're not all happy. You know, employee engagement's at 65%. That means there's 35% of the employees here that aren't happy. Mm, and and we need to talk we need to talk about yeah. that. We need to address that. And I get that maybe 5% of that 35 are people that we don't care about anyways. They're going to be gone soon or they're super negative and they'll sure, never be happy. You never not care. But well, yeah. sorry. I mean like uh, those people, no matter what you do, they're not no, going to be not, happy. Not interested in staying around. But you have a whole bunch of fence sitters that with a few minor tweaks are going to be on the happy side of things. So, like let's talk about what's making these people upset. And I remember just feeling I, I, segregated is maybe not the right word, but I just I felt like I was in a different on it all of a sudden on a different team. And because you were you were thinking independently. Totally, yeah. And the opposite of that is one of the reasons why I think I propelled in my career is because I was an independent thinker. It was because I was somebody that was always looking at something uh, in a different light, you know, as glass half empty as as opposed to half full or whatever it may be. And a lot of individuals I worked with weren't like that. And I think that that actually stood out to, to some of my managers and peers and, and leaders over the years. Yeah, you want to seek to understand. <clears throat> and we talked about the Kool-Aid. So we, we use that term frequently. A lot of companies use that term frequently or we use it frequently. You know, you drank the company Kool-Aid. Maybe understand what's in the Kool-Aid. Maybe understand what flavor Kool-Aid it is. I know you don't want to openly challenge the leadership and say, well, that's not true or that's not true, but you might be able to pull them aside and say, hey, I assessed, I took some time to assess what you said to me. I quite don't, I don't quite understand the financials. I don't understand the work volumes. And I don't understand how we're going to move our targets or move the, the goal line to 10% more during this current time. I, we're, right. I'm seeing a de decline in everything we do. I'm seeing a decline in the people that I manage or or that are with the company, how 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 are we going to be exceeding your expectations or exceeding the financial number, which is always the target? Yeah, and for next year, I like that you're asking. I always ask the question, and the question 
be in his mean, I, I, I need maybe I, maybe I'm missing something here is there a bit more information that you can provide me so that I can get to where you guys are at because you guys all seem like you're on board I'm not there yet and I think that that's okay but again like I said sometimes ah, it that gets frowned upon well why aren't you there you need to be there you need to be banging the company drum and it's like well I'm not quite there yet but but help me get there because maybe I'm missing something or am I selling a bag of shit to my employees <laughs> Because that's that's a terrible spot to be in. That's, you know? a, that's a totally different story. If you're masking it because there's a mass exodus exodus coming, that's another problem, right? For so, sure. So, you know, people have mortgages. We get it. People buy cars. People have bills to pay. I, I always want to be have the transparency. That's right. Right. So, if you know, I, I don't I don't like the hiding behind uh, you know masking behind. It's gonna it's just gonna be great, and we're gonna do fine. People can see it. People can get a feel for it. So, okay. I think we've had enough of that. I'm gonna. We're going to jump into the summertime fun of this. We're going to get you guys the cocktail, the Hugo. And I'm going to tell you what's in it. Uh, it's my pick today. Uh, Clint is going to be preparing it for us. He's just right now fetching the... Prosecco that's in the freezer, so we got it chilling on ice. And I hope you guys are going to like this. So, in the Hugo, we have two, or sorry, an ounce and a half. It's milliliters, so I'm converting it on this recipe. So, an ounce and a half of Saint Germain elderflower liqueur. We have four ounces of Prosecco. So any Prosecco will do. This one we have here is the Martini Rosé, or sorry, the Martini Prosecco, not the Rosé Prosecco. We have four ounces of soda water. Um, we have mint leaves and a lime wedge garnache. So what we do with the, with the um, cocktail is we pour these things this is not a shaken drink this is a drink poured over ice in a tall um, a tall rocks glass so we got a lot of we got a lot of we'll volume of product going in we'll put a photo up on twitter uh, clint's popping the prosecco just scares me here it's like a shotgun oh i'm just gonna do it lightly okay just patient here oh Pop, pop, pop. Yes. Okay, so the Prosecco's pops, and I'm, I feel safe now. So, uh, ounce and a half of that per, my friend. Yeah, we need a little bit of ice in the glass. Ice is in the bucket, so we have take this up another notch. Is there crabs in the bucket? No, no that's a different... Just, you just lift it straight up. Just lift straight up. It's got a seal. Oh, there we go. Okay, it's not, not strong. He's, he's not. He's weak. Very. So going to put some. Uh, yeah, there we go. The ice in the glasses. And I'm going to shout out to my main man Jordan Herman, that uh, a chef, uh, or maybe chef wannabe, an ounce and a half of that, my friend. Um, what we want to do to unlock the uh, flavor, the effervescence of a mint leaf or other types of leaves are actually slapping them so put them in your hand and just slap them like that that will release the extra effervescence of the uh the mint clint's just working the magic here there we go so he's adding the four ounces of prosecco there he goes 
Okay. And then he's got to add the four ounces of mineral soda water. Perfect. I can, I can smell it from over here. Okay. And then you're going to slap them leaves. Slap them leaves. Slap them leaves. So it's, yeah, I slap them. Releases that flavor. And he's putting them in. So we got uh, three and a half leaves per um, glass. So he's slapping them leaves. It's supposed to be closer to about eight per glass. Yeah, he's, he's stirring it up for us. And he's going to hit us with the uh, lime grenache. The lime wedge here. Looks very similar to a um, mojito almost with that lime. Yeah, except for you're not really muddling anything. You're not muddling, there, no. But you, I think the lime is more just for you get the little. It's a garnish. Yeah, it makes it's a garnish. Cool. You get a little bit of the scent. Yeah. So let's. Uh, we're gonna take a photo here, right quick. Well, it looks it looks delicious. I had a few technical difficulties. That's uh, I, I, that's I, I, why it took so long. I apologize. Obviously. Okay. Let's give it a try. Cheers. Estrave. Props. Interesting. I can the elderflower, the like Saint Germain, the prosecco. The, it's not very boozy. Like it almost tastes like. Um, like a pop or something, like a or like a juice. Yeah. Right. This, this is like a morning drink. Like mm. this could easily replace like your um, very refreshing. Mimosa. Very refreshing, like a patio drink for sure. You're on the patio, hot day. That's that's a Hugo. I like the Hugo. This is a boss drink. The Hugo Boss. We we need to rename it. Mm. I could honestly chug that. It's yeah, scary. it's a bit scary. It's a bit scary that, and I don't know how much alcohol percentage is Saint Germain. It's a liqueur. Yeah, like seventeen percent would be my guess. Should say somewhere the label there. Twenty percent alcohol. Twenty percent. Okay, yeah. So and I mean, so the prosecco is about prosecco is about twelve percent. Prosecco, yeah, just eleven percent. Eleven percent. Yeah. So, you know what? That's a fantastic. I would. I'm gonna make that again. I think I, I, I Tr- like Trish would love it. Trish yeah. would absolutely love it. Yeah, I think this is a, this is a winner. Um, as they say, the kids say on the street in 1990, winner, winner. Hugo Chicken Boss dinner. Chicken dinner. <laughs> Chicken dinner. <laughs> oh, right. We're such nerds. Oh, right. Dad okay, jokes all back, night long. We're back in the lab. Yeah. We're out of Seattle. They we got across the border, right? So. Mm. We made it. Where are we going next? Yeah, uh, Hawaii. Ooh, bring, it that to, would, bring it the gear to Maui. On the lanai? Oh, yeah. We're down we're down at the beach, Surf's maybe? Surf's up. Oh, we can interview some of uh, the surf dudes. Sure, or should we take it to the coffee shop? Oh, coffee shop. Hey. Uh, a little Divano? Sh- yeah, shameless plug to our boy uh, at Il Divano, our coffee shop every Friday. You can see us there. We're writing, we're, we're writing there. We're coming up with ideas and concepts. We're meeting people, and we're engaging, and we're trying to use our leadership skills to make people's lives a little bit better. Yeah. Free yeah. of charge. Free of charge. Free of charge. <laughs> For now, anyways, yeah. Uh, free, well, we, <laughs> we, we charge, are right? going to be making some money here. So, Oh, huge, huge yeah, money. Huge cash. With St. Germain, Liquid Death, Sparkling Water. I do love Liquid Death. Um, I'm going out to buy a wheelbarrow tomorrow just to fill it with cash. Filling it with cash. That's right. 
All right, so signing out, everybody. Uh, miss you, love you. Glad to be back in the pod lab again. Um, we're trying to pump out as much excellent information as humanly possible, and uh, we'll see you again in a couple weeks. Yeah, thanks, everyone. It's uh, It's been a blast, and I can't wait to do this again, hopefully sooner than uh, later. It's been a little while since our last uh, yeah, cast we're, here. So. We're doing it now. We're doing okay. it. We're, we're doing back it. on track. Yeah. On track. All right, everyone, have a good night.